You are listening to the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan and Andrei. Hello and welcome to the Techie Leadership Show. Today with me, I have my co-host and guest on this show, Bogdan Crudo. Hello. Hi, Bogdan. Bogdan cut his teeth starting in his family business at a young age. Early in his teens, he worked during his free time, weekends and vacations. As soon as he got his driver's license, he worked full-time including a full managerial role, hiring and firing people, onboarding and training employees, doing the full spectrum of work from contracting, managing, accounts and sales to stuff like mopping the floor. This has inspired him to learn people skills, marketing and copywriting, and he has had a successful venture helping international companies break new grounds and gaining new markets. By training, he is a jurist with a bachelor's in law, but by trade, he is a software engineer, working full stack since his first year in programming. He rose in rank from junior until he was head of department, a position which pushed him to not only develop and grow the technology he was working on, but also manage clients, keep close relations with customers and be the first man on point whenever important things happened. Through his experience, he has this to say, working with people is oftentimes hard. But managing people is harder and at the same time so much more rewarding. Hi, Bogdan. Hello, Andre. Ah, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Same. The stories you might have. Stories that I do have. Yeah. But before we get to those, do you want to add anything else about yourself? Um, I think I will add more as I progress through the stories I will share with you. So as an introduction... I feel that's enough. I would let you pick your cup of poison. And do you want to start with the success story or the failure story? Um, well, let's start with a positive note and go on with the Awesome. I like it. So what would be the biggest leadership success story you've witnessed personally? Um, well, funny enough, it's the... It's a success story that I have uh, not only witnessed, but uh, lived personally. Ah, the um, best kind. As hard it is to to speak about myself, um, I think, yeah, I would nominate uh, my own path and transition in my in my career as a, as a success story. To tell. People who know me, especially through my, uh, through my business ventures and not only... Uh, they might have a hard time believing that at heart I am uh, an introvert. An introvert. Yeah, I was always the shyest kid in the in the in the schoolyard. Uh, even as back as kindergarten, I had a hard time expressing myself or speaking, feeling like I don't have anything to share with others. I was always the quiet kid that. Uh, that uh, interiorized everything. And now you co-host a show. Amongst other things, <laughs> yes. Amongst other things. Yes, yes. How did you manage that? Uh, well, life, I guess. You know, getting challenges. Basically, 
and I wouldn't recommend this to 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 other people, but basically having your uh, back against the wall and only being able to push through, the only direction was to succeed. It was hard working in my uh, my family business. As any person who who has ever worked in a family business, they they know through through sheer experience. You're always first one in, last one out. First one to do the work and last one to get paid, if you get paid at all. Yeah, especially in a small family business. Yeah, well, I wouldn't necessarily call it small at the peak. We had like 80 employees. It's a virtually integrated business. It's it's in, it's in a highly competitive field. It's very technical in nature. And yeah, not exa- it's not exactly quite a mom and pop shop it's actually industrial in scale industrial in scale not as big as we we wanted it to be though <laughs> that's true that's true and um, basically you're saying that leading yourself uh, uh, brought all this positive change in you exposing myself to adversity so um at first, it started with people pushing me to do more stuff, <laughs> namely my parents. But then I wanted to uh, to branch off for myself and basing that on the previous experiences of, of doing good work in my family business. I said, well, I want to try this. I want to try that. Uh, as I mentioned, as you mentioned, you, I studied uh, one field. I studied laws. But I did the 180 switch into uh, into programming. Was it hard? It was challenging. Um, it's it's um, well. By the simple fact that it was possible, I can't say it was hard. Uh, it was more difficult for me because I have a humanistics background. So I was always the most technical challenged person in any environment I was in, which was the main reason that spurred me uh, on the idea of making a change. To tell. So funny enough, it started like a joke. I asked my, uh, I asked my brother, listen, uh, I have absolutely no clue around computers other than starting them up and if something bad ha- happens, restarting them. Oh my God. <laughs> the whole shortcut. Yes. And I would like to learn a little bit about programming, just a little, just to familiarize myself with the field. And one thing led to another. Uh, I was like, you know, maybe I should do an internship. So I, w- I won't... I won't launch a career out of this so an internship just to have some experience to see some real world applications in play and uh, cut my teeth in uh, in this field would be nice but an internship led to a, to a job a job led to a position a position led to a bigger company and so on and so forth and the years do roll on fast yes they sure do and then you got to be head of department head of department that is correct a very, very challenging, uh, very challenging experience uh, working as the head of department because you're responsible for your uh, teammates. You're responsible to train on board and 
dare I say, mentor other people, and not just the juniors. You're responsible to keep in close touch with clients. You have to, it forces you to, to always be courteous and polite, even though you have to repeat yourself for the eighth time, ninth time, tenth time, saying the same thing to your customer and sometimes they don't understand. So yeah, challenging, but very fulfilling. That sounds really great. And this switch, like going from a background that has nothing to do with technology or hard sciences, do you recommend it? Is this something good? Uh, I would recommend it um, so long as you can push on through with the initial six months of it, because you have a, a steeper curve. You have to, to catch up to other people who started on this track in their teens or even in their childhood. But afterwards, it it helps you having a different background because you come with fresh ideas, fresh perspectives, uh, different set of experiences, some things you can learn faster because you have a different background. And for everything else, you can always reach out to to other people to help you. One thing that uh, is very misquoted and uh, very poorly portrayed in popular media is uh, how uh, software developers and technical people in general are uh, distant, uh, awkward, and uh, and uh, uh, hard to to speak to. Nothing further from the truth. You will find some of the most friendly and open and funny people you would ever expect. So it's yeah. very easy to reach out and just to prove it, you, you have you have internet boards with people spending their own free time solving solutions anonymously and for no pay for other people. Yeah, it's a great community. It is. An amazing community. And it's worldwide and people love to help each other, solve problems. And uh, it's it's something that I wish like more professionals will embrace. Yeah, kind of like a band of brothers. Yeah, it is. It is like a band of brothers, a worldwide band of brothers. Yeah. Um, and with that in, uh, in mind, since you're... Uh, varied experiences you probably have some failure stories also yes yes i do so what would be the biggest leadership uh, failure story you would like to share as you mentioned yes i have um, i have more than just one but i think one of them s sticks out like a sore thumb so to so to put okay so um i witnessed this personally it was a during my time working in a um, um, startup, working in a very technical and competitive field. They enjoyed uh, good growth, lots of business. They could achieve way more with way less than their competitors, which uh, made them shine in the field. Okay. Uh, honestly, everything was, was going great. People uh, did their jobs uh, themselves. They managed themselves. 
they knew their attributions, they uh, managed their time well, and you would think, well, that sounds like the perfect recipe. It's perfect. It sounds awesome. It's what true. What more do you want? It's true until you, f- until you throw a, a wrench, a monkey wrench inside the equation. Okay. The only problem with this particular business is that the person in charge uh, wasn't in it for the same reasons that the people were in it. So you have a person in charge that uh, people were supposed to depend on them. Okay. But uh, And they were supposed to depend on them for their livelihood. But this person... Why was he in business? Took it lightly. He he wanted to be in business. I think, uh, I don't know, it sounds mean, but maybe one day he woke up and I want to be a businessman. I have no idea. I make no light of any person's reasons for starting in business. You can start it for any reasons, uh, whatever. Doesn't matter so long as you start. But once you have people dependent on you, you have to be very responsible and you have to pick the right reasons to keep going. Now, that in and of itself shouldn't be um, the reason for failure. But you... I started to see a pattern of promising bigger and better things and no no follow-through. So, when you have a situation where you're asked to commit, you're asked to put in 110%, 120%, you have, you're you asked to work weekends, uh, take no vacations, stuff like that, and you don't see the same level of commit- commitment higher up, you start asking questions. Now, even that isn't enough, but you start to see trade-offs. You start to see uh, low level of investment in people, second-hand equipment, second-hand computers, second-hand furniture. But you see a a new and very expensive chair for themselves. And it's like, wow, we have the company has $5,000 for an orthopedic chair, but we have uh, old furniture. Okay. Interesting. So what I'm getting to is that any crime, and I take the crime. liberal term to, to, to say this, any crime you commit can be justified or can be, can be uh, accepted, at least by a spectrum of people out there. But there is one thing that no person can ever commit and expect to be forgiven for, and that is the crime of hypocrisy. Ah, hypocrisy. People will get you for that. There's no way you you can... If you make apologies for it and make a 180% uh, um, gesture and you make a 180% degree turn and you're honest and you see that you've had uh, a bad attitude and you make an honest gesture of changing yourself... People will ex- are willing to accept that. But so long as you continue in your old ways, they will get you for it. Yeah. You, just, you don't have just to talk the talk. You also have to walk the walk. Yeah. And the results of this have been high turnover rate, turnover rate in a business that normally should be very stable. Uh, we should have been able to expect at least a three-year stint for each and every employee. 
uh, a decrease in business, loss of uh, customers and clientele because you know how you are with your employees tends to be the way you are with your customers. So no matter how how sweet of an appearance you put up later on they get catch on and they'll get you for it. That's how you lose contracts. That's how you tarnish your uh, reputation. And slowly but surely, that's how you lose your place of business. Yeah, that's true. And based on all your experience, which are really rich, working in the family business, building your own businesses, um, going to corporate life, uh, and acquiring a technical background, um, what would be your leadership philosophy? My leadership philosophy... be human so yeah it sounds obvious because you are human but be human in its entirety so you have your own strong points weak points and i think one of the most human things possible is the is the aptitude to learn it's the way and the main reason why society thrives is because past generations left up uh, instructions and uh, and uh, teachings for new generations so that we can start from a different launching point which helps improve society learning is in of itself one of the most human traits possible it's what differentiates ours ourselves from every other living uh, creature on the planet yeah and as long as we're living i believe um, we should be learning and is that also your belief yes learn new things experience new things and build up on those past successes to to guide yourself forward amazing amazing stuff um, and for aspiring leaders what would be the top three leadership uh, tips you would have for them um, they're free tips but they working conjecture as one so being a leader means by definition that you have to work with people you you can't be a leader just of yourself well you can have the attitude but it's not really the same and i personally believe that each and every human relationship out there is based on a on a stable foundation of honesty trust and respect you, yes. st- you start each new relationship whether with clients customers your teammates your employees or your higher-ups you have to you have to start it with uh, with honest intent now being honest doesn't mean you have to give full disclosure so you can still be a, 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 a private person but be honest in what in, with what you share and with what you do this will lead to a buildup of trust. The more and more you, you have dealings with the same person in an honest manner, oh, I see. will build trust between you, rapport and trust. And once you have that along the line, as time passes, you will build respect. And if you have these as the foundation, I believe you can achieve anything. And I like how they all link together and they built one. On top, on top of the other. Yeah, you can think of them as short-term daily goals, 
medium-term weekly goals and long-term yearly goals. Oh, I like it a lot. And since you mentioned uh, learning uh, as an important key to um, to be able to improve yourself on a daily basis, what is the book that had the most profound impact on you? It was pretty hard to pick just one. Okay, so you can choose more. A lot of books had a great impact on me, but for today's uh, uh, episode, I will I will share just two. Okay. So the first I want to share with uh, with your listeners is Il Principe, The Prince, by Niccolo Machiavelli. Machiavelli, really. Yes, yes, <laughs> funny enough. He wrote the book on uh, uh, stately re- leadership back in the 1600s. He gets a lot of bad rep for that book because he took a very direct and um, objective onlook on how a leader should behave. And... Uh, to put it lightly, it's uh, it's not a polite set of rules. Yeah, yeah. He, he isn't known for being that polite. <laughs> but the truth hurts and deal with it. Okay. It's not a very long book, so you can, you can pick it up and read it in one day. I highly recommend it. And what did you learn from, uh, from the book? What's the main takeaway you got from it? Funny enough... Um, this is another popular term that was inspired by uh, I think it was inspired by The Prince Um, you probably heard it from mobster movies Uh, it's just business, it's not personal in all popular media it's used as a hypocritical excuse okay, because they're all the characters that say it are always portrayed as very uh, subjective people that always deal with things in a subjective manner but honestly it is business it's not personal if you conduct yourself and i don't mean this as a as a means to to excuse bad behavior no if you are very successful in your business in your niche by the sheer fact that you are successful all your competitors are less successful okay that's not personal that's business and the client the customer the end person gets to benefit the best possible service because you're doing good business okay and it's the same even with uh, working with team teammates listen you might have a colleague that is your friend you like him you like him a lot he comes at you with uh, a work assignment he did the work he wants your uh, your review Okay, you have to give him your full honest review. That doesn't mean that you don't like him as a person. You might really dislike the work he did. Okay, don't pull your punches. Now, diplomacy is important. Yes, it is. So you have to do it in a polite manner. But it's business, it's not personal. If he or she stinks at their job... Not only are they wasting your time, they're wasting their time. Yes, and you're not nice for not you're not a good friend if you don't tell them that. Yeah. The the sooner they catch up to that, they can either improve, 
which would be amazing, or switch fields. Yeah, go and do something that they're really excited about. They might find all sorts of potential doing other stuff, and there's nothing worse than wasted potential. Yeah. A second book I really want to share with you is called Obvious Adams, The Story of a Successful Businessman. It was written by Robert R. Updergraff. It is a very old book. The first time it was published, I think it was in 1916. Uh, you can read it in 45 minutes, which is the main reason why I recommend rereading it a couple of times. So I go back to it periodically. Okay. Why? Why do you go back periodically to it? Because it, um, it exemplifies the importance of the of the obvious so you you'd, you'd think it something the things that are obvious are obvious they're not they're obvious actually in retrospective in retrospective yes but never going forward and you can uh, you can save a lot of time a lot of money and you can you can do a lot of great things if you just take the time to notice the obvious. Yeah, and usually the obvious, it's it's usually like the easiest path you can take. Yeah. And it's, it's worthwhile. It's often discounted. True. Okay, Bogdan, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. If people want to find out more about you, where should they go? Well, they can find out more about me on techyleadership.com. That is my main point of contact, but they can also uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, send me a message, and uh, yeah. Awesome, awesome stuff. I enjoyed a lot our show together, and uh, looking for, uh, for doing it again. Here's to greater things. Here's to greater things. Cheers. Cheers, bye. That was today's episode. Tune in daily. Rate, like, subscribe and share please. Oh, you can find further info and materials in the show notes on techyleadership.com, including links to the guest book recommendations.